morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad that you have joined me today, taking a little time out of your busy day to kick back, relax, and just savor some coffee. Now, some of you may be doing this while getting ready in the morning, and so whatever you're doing, just take a nice deep breath. You can make it. It's just another day. You're going to do it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, I uh, I was not really ready to get up, but I got up, and we are here. It is, what is it? It's 445 this morning, so the coffee smells good. <clears throat> Our little wiener dog, Molly, has tucked her head back into her her bed so the light in the living room does not bother her. The cats have been walking around looking at me like, you know, you're up every day. Why? Why are you awake this early? Well, it's because I've got an important appointment with, uh, with my friends across the internet. So... Uh, well, yesterday was my daughter's birthday. She turned 21, so a tip of the hat to to Jess. And uh, I'm glad that you <laughs> survived your 21st birthday. Uh, and uh, I think uh, uh, there was a, a, a father's joy in knowing that there was a level of moderation practiced. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, we got kind of a uh, interesting birthday week. What some of my clients were having birthdays this week. Uh, one of my kids' friends, his birthday is today. So Eli, uh, happy twenty third birthday! And uh, tomorrow's uh, my son's birthday. He turns twenty three. So a tip of the hat to Aaron. Um, I don't think the kids listen to the podcast. I think they heard enough of dad talking. <laughs> growing up so they may catch it every now and then so anyway a shout out to them and to anybody else having uh, uh joining in with birthdays this week uh, that's one of the nice things about facebook i hop on there and it tells me who's having birthdays that day and i can shoot off a message and it sure saves on the birthday cards, but also it lets me give that shout out to pretty well all my friends if they've got their their correct birthday in there. That's kind of a neat thing. That's one of the good things happening with Facebook. Uh, well, yesterday I was talking about pain and things to do for chronic pain. And one of the things that goes along with chronic pain is a lot of times people struggle with sleep. Um, because laying on the mattress, they the pressure points, uh, how their preferred laying is, it, it can cause problems. Uh, I've noticed in myself, I've been having pain in my left shoulder for a while. And I, I do stretches and things throughout the day to try to, you know, if it's muscles to keep it limbered up. I, I don't think it's probably in the joint, but I don't know. I, you know, I don't run to the doctor at every drop of the hat. Uh, but when I, I like laying on my left side. And so whenever I'm laying on it, after a while, I start having some significant pain. And then I have to roll to a different side. And sometimes I can get back to sleep. And sometimes I can't. <clears throat> and insomnia is one of those 
one of those joyful things that um, I will experience a little bit more struggle with at times, and then at other times, I don't. Uh, one of the reasons for starting this podcast back in, what was it, January or the first part of February, uh, at the time that I did was I was finding my clock, my internal clock, waking up too early. So it's like, well, I can lay in bed and stare at the ceiling if I can't get to sleep, or I can just sit here and peruse Facebook for an hour and not have anything productive, or let's do this as the time for the podcast so that it's there bright and early for you when you wake up. So so today I thought, <clears throat> let's tackle the topic of trouble sleeping because of pain. And so I was doing a little lur uh, lurching, no, looking, and I came across a website. Um, and to give credit, it is, the title is BT. It looks like it's from, I don't know if it's American or UK. They have a link about UK on it. But um, it looks like it may be kind of a, some level of a business site. But anyway, I'll put a link to it. And it's um, the article is titled 11 Tips for Sleeping If You're in Pain. And uh, the uh, article was written by Ella Walker and was published on um, St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, 2017. So it's about two and a half years old. Uh, but it looks like it's got some, some good tips. Now, you know, I don't, I'm not a big believer in the silver bullets, you know, that one thing that will magically take care of things. Uh, there's some things in life where that's the case, but frankly, the majority of things tend to work better with a shotgun, shotgun effect. You know, the, for those of you who are not into shooting sports or didn't grow up around it, um, if you have a rifle, you're shooting just one bullet. Just You just have one thing in the chamber. So if you're going to hit the target with that bullet, you have to hit exactly where you want. And the problem is sometimes uh, there's actually more than one target to solve a problem. So the shotgun effect is a shotgun shell is loaded depending upon the size of the shot, which is another term for the BBs. Uh, you could have several hundred inside that shell. So whenever you shoot, it's like shooting, you know, 200 bullets at once, except they're little BBs that are going out with force to hit the target. And you're going to hit a broader area. Uh, and definitely, you're going to definitely hit the target. <clears throat> so that's kind of the approach I recommend for a lot of things. Don't just pick one of these 11 items to try. Start building it into some life changes, and you'll probably see some positive results. So let me start down the list before too much time gets eaten up. Number one, pillow adjustment. You know, there's that guy who does the my pillow stuff on TV. And again, I don't like spending money unless it is something that I very much am convinced of the value on. Uh, <clears throat> but the uh, the my pillows, you know, I keep seeing the commercials. I keep hearing the reviews. That, that people give positive reviews, but I'm sitting here going, but do I want to pay that much for a pillow? Well, you know what? 
if you use something for eight hours every day, or if that's your goal to use something for eight hours every day, and if it doesn't work right, you have crappy night's sleep, maybe it's worth getting the right kind of pillow. Gosh, this sounds like a commercial, but having the right kind of pillow for what you're needing and make the investment because you're using it as much as you're at your job, actually more so because you sleep every night, hopefully, and you're hopefully not working an eight-hour shift every day. So pillow adjustment, finding you know a strategy that works. Let me read through this quick. Speak to your doctor about the best sleeping position and pillow strategy, depending on your condition. For example, sleeping on your stomach can worsen back pain, but sleeping on your back with a pillow under your knees can improve comfort. Contoured pillows and full-length body pillows can help too. So <clears throat> taking, taking that simple thing you know, into consideration. Also, I'm going to add to that the mattress. Are you, you know, are you on too hard of a mattress? Are you on too soft of a mattress? Is it too old of a mattress to where things are, you know, going bad over time? You know, some people, you know, invest in the different kinds of air style mattresses that they have today that are pretty amazing. Uh, I got to try one years ago. Gosh, this is back in my hospice days. And it was an amazing mattress that was used uh, it was a medical mattress, and it was used for people who had severe bed sores, and they were not, because of their condition, were not being able to be moved and turned like normal. So this thing here, it had, imagine if you had a whole bunch of hardback books, and you had them stacked on edge, but so that the long side was down on a table and you had those books the same size just right next to each other to make like a bed on the table. And each one of those books had a hose attached to it to where pressure of air could be put in or taken out. Now it's not books, but it's a, it's a nice fabric that... Uh, uh, not a breathable fabric, but it's not one that where you get hot and sticky with. And when you laid on this bed, it had a computer that would program it to, you know, change the pressure every so many minutes or every so many seconds <laughs> so that you never were, you were never having the same pressure on the same spot for any length of time. And they had, I, I laid on one of these. I got to try one. This, gosh, when was this? This would have been back in the 90s. And uh, they had computer programs to where I'm laying on it and it felt like ocean waves moving underneath of me, like a ripple effect. Oh, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And so I talked to the rep. I said, okay, how much to buy one of these? <laughs> and again, we're, we're going back, you know, 20 some years ago. And the answer was at that time, it was around $10,000. And uh, no, and that was for a twin size bed, but they did make them for the company made them for queen size beds. Oh, it was fantastic. Bed. But anyway, put your focus on what is it that you need, you know, regarding, um, you know, those kind of physical aspects, your pillow, your pillow placement, the mattress that you're on. Number two, gentle 
exercise and stretching. Do not do, if you have trouble sleeping, do not do hard exercise before going to bed because that's just going to jack up your body and that's going to create some initial insomnia. But doing some gentle exercise, especially taking into consideration where you're having the pain. Uh, some exercise, uh, stretching, maybe a little of you know gentle massage, uh, something to help with muscles or to help with the joints or wherever you're actually experiencing the pain. Number three, retrain your brain. <clears throat> I'm just going to read from the page. Scientists have found that people who are convinced their pain will keep them awake all night and prevent them from sleeping are more likely to suffer with insomnia. You've heard me talk about this on recent podcasts. There is a growing understanding and appreciation for how thoughts impact our body and impact then our perception of what we're experiencing. You know, in, in other words, if you think you're going to have problems with something, there's a good likelihood you're going to. If you're giving a speech and you are convinced that you're going to freeze giving your speech, I'm going to put a $100 bill down that that's probably going to happen because you have this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy happening. Well, the same thing with, with sleeping. Um, if you're convinced the pain's going to cause you problems and keep you awake, then you may be setting yourself up. So finding a positive, I'm reading again, finding a positive attitude when you are trying to sleep and are in pain can be hard though. So it might be wise to try a course of cognitive behavioral therapy, which can help you retrain your brain and focus on a positive, practical mindset. Yeah. You know, if, if, you, if you've got a, uh, uh, that kind of a belief about the pain and it causing negative effects, during your daytime hours, maybe you need to spend some time thinking about what is the best thoughts to be having. Write them down, kind of like a positive affirmation exercise. Write down positive statements about your sleep. And that may be something like, I'm going to relax. I'm going to feel peace. I'm going to feel drowsy. I'm going to be able to have a restful sleep. Write that down. Then speak that out loud. Speak it with your mouth so you hear it with your ears five times in a row, five times a day. And keep doing that day after day after day and see what kind of results happen. And just on that line, I bumped into one of my clients yesterday at the clinic, and he was there for some sort of reason. I don't, I don't think he even said what it was. I wasn't seeing him that day, but we just had a little chat. He wanted to chat in the hallway. And one of the things that he brought up, he said, you know what? I know you told me to do the saying it five times in a row, five times a day. And I didn't really do it at the start because I thought it sounded goofy. But I started doing it now, and it works. And my wife even told me that she can see a positive change. Boom. Right there, people. Spontaneous uh, testimony that this is not just something that old crackpot Larry has come up with. It's something that works. It's something that works. So anyway, 
Moving on, number four, relaxation techniques. Before, have a before bed routine that will help you relax into sleep and find what works for you. So what, what this is, is about a half an hour before you want to go to bed and go to sleep, start preparing yourself for sleep. Turn off the TV. If, you, if it's too quiet, turn on some sort of relaxing music or environmental music. Do not put on your favorite jam uh, that is going to get you pumped up and excited. No, you want something relaxing. Uh, there's uh, two artists that I go to <clears throat> um, on a regular basis when I want to relax and I, and I need music to change the environment. One I was introduced to back in the 1980s uh, by some of my uh, musician friends. And it, it's an artist by the name of Kitaro with a K, just kind of sounded out. Um, and he does kind of the, an Eastern style relaxing music. And uh, you can find him on YouTube and, and, you know, having, you know, playing some of his stuff. If you've got, uh, what is it, um, the, the little fire stick, if you use that for like uh, with your smart TV, you can, you can just say, hey, uh, play, you know, Alexa, play Kataro, uh, and there's stuff that's available. Another one is Danny Wright. No, not Danny Wright. He's a beekeeper. Um, what is his name? His last name is Wright. He's a piano player. Um, goodness, what is it? Let me do a quick search here. Because um, I, I came across his CD playing at a store in St. Louis, and it was just amazing. And I asked uh, the company that... Uh, that was, you know, of the store, the, the staff there, you know, what this music was. And it was a CD and they told me who he was. And I, and I went and ordered one of his CDs and he has, I don't know, it's like 50 CDs out there. Uh, piano play, uh, piano, uh, right. Let's see if he pops up. <laughs> Josh, da, 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 da. oh gosh, why can I not? I cannot find it. I will, um, I will try to find um, his uh, and put it in the show notes or put it on the Facebook page. But anyway, find some relaxing music that can help you um, get yourself prepped. Also, you know the old drinking warm milk. Yes, that does work. Don't put in chocolate syrup with caffeine. If you're going to use like Ovaltine, uh, to, uh, th which doesn't have caffeine, that can help make it easier to drink the warm milk. Um, do some light reading. Not the kind that gets you involved in a story, but just some light reading. Do some evening slow stretches. But do this as a ritual that can help you then uh, get yourself ready for bed. Don't take a real hot shower because again, it starts activating your body systems because of the excessive heat. So if you do want to take a shower at night, then take one that is not as hot. Don't take a cold one, but just find one that's the Goldilocks type of shower. It's just right. Um, let's see. Um, 
Where am I at? Some suggestions from the article. Um, it might be a candlelit bath, half an hour of reading or relaxing music. Make it a regular fixture and your body will come to learn that these factors mean you should be getting ready to doze off. Yeah, it's basically you do it enough, enough times consistently and your brain retrains. Watch what you eat and drink. Okay, I'm just going to read from it. This applies whether you're in pain or not. Avoid stimulants like caffeine and alcohol before bed. Even though alcohol may ease the pain, it keeps your body and your mind active because you're going into this altered state, making it more difficult to drift off. So, you know, being aware of those kinds of things, you know, have your coffee as morning coffee and don't be drinking coffee or caffeinated tea at night. My gosh, don't do an energy drink. Uh, but, you know, pay attention to what you're consuming. Eating a big meal in the evening is not going to help either. Um, the bedroom. Um, bedroom should only be, and this is number six, for sleep and sex. Remove all distractions from the bedroom that makes it, and make it a room that's only for sleep and sex. A lot of times people will, especially if they're in an apartment, maybe they, if they're a student, they do homework in their bedroom. Uh, they get away from their roommate by going to their bedroom. They're using their bedroom like a living room. Now, if you live in the dorms, if you're a college student, you're living there, you don't have a choice because you that's your, that's your living space. But if you live in a house or a larger apartment, then don't use the bedroom for watching TV. Don't use the bedroom for anything except those two things. Again, it goes to conditioning. And if you're doing business work or thinking in the bedroom, then when you go in the bedroom, boom, it becomes a trigger to activate your brain to think about those kinds of things. But if it's only used, if we're talking about the context of sleep, if you're using it for sleep, and that's the, the main thing, not for laying there awake brooding, if you got to do that, get, excuse me, get up and go to another room to brood about something bothering you, then when you're drowsy, come back. You want to keep this room for that purpose. Number seven, technology-free zone. Playing on your phone, watching TV, it's a distraction, and distractions can be good to help you with pain. But, you know, what you're doing is it can, uh, in essence, as they term here in the article, planting the seeds for a restless night. Uh, there's a frequency of blue that is emitted by all flat screens that actually activate your brain thinking that it's time to wake up. Now, I noticed with the latest update on my iPhone, which I'm aggravated because now it's screwed up my older phone, um, the, uh, it has a, a color change for nighttime use. It removes the blue, makes it kind of a sepia-type color. And so I have that set for a time to go on and a time to come off. So if I do look at my uh, phone at night, I'm not getting that light that's going to be impacting me. So, you know, again, watching TV at night may have the opposite effect of what you want. Now, there is an exception. Sometimes if you have, you know, if you uh, put in your earbuds and you have your phone, uh, you know, next to the bed, listening to certain music or uh, like the Sleep With Me podcast may be a helpful way to help you drift off. But you want to set a timer with it so that it doesn't keep going all night. Uh, focus on your breathing. 
instead of focusing on your pain, focus on your breathing. Um, when you breathe, just do nice, slow breaths in and breaths out. Do what I call a four by four. Get kind of a one second beat going in your head. The repetition is helpful for drowsiness. And then uh, breathe in for four counts, breathe out for four counts. Now the article here says taking big, deep breaths. No, take normal breaths. You want to keep it in a normal pattern. So take a normal slow breath. Don't try to see how much air you can take in. I disagree with their suggestion when it's a big breath. And then blow out, inhale for four counts, blow out for four counts, and let that, the numbers, just do the counting in your head with it. Also, another uh, exercise is instead of counting one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, just count each exhale. Do it with that four-second beat in your head, but count the exhales, and you count it up to 10. And if you lose track, start over at one. And this is a neat little exercise that a lot of times, all of a sudden, you start losing track of where you're at. Wait, I'm only counting to 10. Yeah, but you're starting to get drowsy. You're starting to get dozy just from the exercise. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait, what number was I on? go back to one. Next thing you know, you, you drift off. It's a pretty effective exercise. Give it a try. Uh, number nine, try supplements. Certain vitamins and supplements, including melatonin, vitamin D, and iron can help rest your body's sleep patterns. I recommend before doing any kind of supplements that uh, uh, what you need to do is have some blood work done at your doctor to make sure that everything is balanced because taking too much of certain supplements, because some people get a little wound up and it's like, okay, I'm, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it 150%. Well, sometimes that can throw the body out of whack a little bit. So, you know, have some blood work done, get some recommendations from your physician regarding supplement use. Yes, they're over the counter, but you know, Work with somebody who knows this and also has tested your body to make sure that it's going to be working good for you. Uh, number 10, no napping. If you're having trouble sleeping, do not nap during the day because what you're doing is you're satisfying your sleep hunger. And then when it comes to nighttime, you're not as hungry for sleep. And so you're not going to sleep as much. So if you're drowsy during the day, no naps. And... Uh, there's, there's a whole process with doing that with a sleep schedule. We don't have time to get into that today. But uh, don't, do, don't do naps. Uh, it will wind up biting your butt. And then finally, number 11, on pain relief, it's important that you are taking the right dose when it comes to pain relief and sleeping pills. Always check with your doctor and never self-diagnose. There's certain medications that it's like, oh, well, it's over the counter, so that means it's safe to take, and I'm going to use it for sleep long term. And you wind up with some other problems kicking in. So, again, when it comes to medication, when it comes to you know, kinds of supplements out there, work with your physician or your nurse practitioner uh, because you need their expertise on some of these things. Well, that's the 11 suggestions. Um, I did just before this uh, uh, started, uh, the podcast started, I did check to see uh, if it is still available. And there it and it is, and it's free. It was produced. This is uh, 
uh, a manual, a therapist manual that is available through uh, the VA Veterans Affairs website uh, for, uh, it's called uh, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Chronic Pain. And it's in the public domain because it was developed by the VA. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very good manual. This is what I was trained in, in a three-day training. And then I did a six-month um, supervision with weekly team meetings with an expert in this who was down in Florida. And we, uh, uh, we went through this process with a couple of peoples to get certified and get on a uh, national registry, I think. Well, I don't know. No, I don't think they have the national registry. But anyway, it's, it's a real good uh, manual with a lot of suggestions and tips that you can, I mean, you can look through and, and read and, and see, they kind of have some scripted things of what to tell people during the therapy, but just a lot of good information. So if you're struggling with chronic pain, um, this is, this is a fantastic resource. And the great thing is it's free of charge. If you print it out, it's 124 pages. Um, but it's a, it's a PDF. So if you've got an e-reader or something, uh, or on your computer, you can you can read it that way. So I'll put a link to that since it's public domain. And uh, with that said, I'm going to wrap up for today. So you have a great one. Make the most of it. And we'll catch you tomorrow for some uh, morning coffee. All right. Bye-bye.